Close to thee, gladly will I toil and suffer, only may I be close to thee, right? So um, this is a prayer of, us, of the saints. This is a prayer of, us, of the saints. There are many things said in that song that you have to think about. Am I willing to suffer for Jesus? Am I willing to toil and suffer for Christ's sakes, am I willing to lay down my pleasures, everything that I wish to have for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of Jesus Christ? 
So that is all the things we have to think about. That's all things we have to um, consider when we are following God. When we are following God, you have to say, am I willing to die every day? Because that's what the Bible says. Die daily. Take up your cross and follow me. And then it says something in the song that we are pilgrims on this earth. All along my pilgrim's journey. So I know that, okay, you have a house. I would have a house someday. But this, what we have in this world, even if we have billions of dollars in this world, what we have, we should remember that it stays here on earth. And that would help us know the kind of value we put on those things. The place where we should actually try to amass wealth is in heaven. And it's a whole different Bible study if we have to talk about how to be a billionaire in heaven, how to be rich in heaven. And the funniest thing is that the currency is not dollars. The currency is not pounds, is not money. The currency we spend in heaven is God. The Bible says that there are two masters, God and money. Is it that you love one or hate the other? You either love God and hate money or love money and hate God. You cannot love both. You cannot even say you want to maybe love God and like money. God said, Jesus said, you have to love God and hate money. You have to either love God and hate money, love money and hate God. And so it's not about how much money you pay in church for titan offering. That's not going to increase your wealth in heaven. What is going to increase your wealth in heaven is how much of Jesus Christ you know, how much of God you have in you, how much of God's spirit you have in you. And I think I shared something on social media um, on um, this week. Daniel, I don't know if you are with your Bible and you feel free to stop me. Feel free to um, ask any question you want. And I'm very happy that you're here. Um, okay. Yeah. So Daniel chapter 7, verse 27 says something before we go to the real study. Daniel 7, 27. Daniel 7, 27 says this. It says, Then every nation under heaven and all their power shall be given to the people of God. They shall rule all, all things forever. And all the rulers shall serve and obey them. So this is talking about what will happen at the end and how we will rule with Jesus Christ. And that is what's going to happen, right? We're going to study the events that will lead to that time. But the main point I want to make right now is that we that we are, we might be rich in this world, or we might be poor, so far, we are children of God. We are holy people of God. What's going to happen to us? When we get to heaven, or, or after this world is over, we will be the leaders in Jesus' kingdom. Now, I'm asking you, America, as a Christian, and all the people that are going to watch this video, are you prepared to lead in Jesus' kingdom? You're not a leader right now. I'm not President Biden, right? But the Bible says that when Jesus starts his kingdom, right, we are going to be the leaders. How are we going to do that? We are going to be the, the people in power. We are going to be part of the government when Jesus' kingdom starts. And the funniest part of it is that they don't talk about all these things in church. Most churches talk about how you're not paying your tithe and how you're not paying your offering, how you're not coming to church, how you're not coming to Bible study, how you're not going coming to this and that, that, that. They don't talk about the fact that you and I 
will rule. How are you going to rule? If we are part of Jesus's kingdom, how are we going to be the leaders? Are we ready? That is the question. Are you ready? Am I ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. We can't be ready in one day, but I pray that God will prepare us. And I want you to have a mind of getting ready to rule in God's kingdom. You know, it says, I, 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 I'm going to use King James Version. Really, um, really good. So, Daniel 7, 27, in King James Version. Tamika, what version is your Bible? This is NLT. Okay, let's read your version first before we go to King James. Hold on, tell me which, it was 7 and 23, right? 7 and 27. Alrighty, so 7 and 27 says, then the sovereignty, power, and greatness of all kingdoms under heaven will be given to the holy people of the Most High. His kingdom will last forever, and all rulers will serve and obey him. Yes. So what will be given to the holy people? He said what? What will be given to the holy people? It says sovereignty, power, and greatness of all the kingdoms under heaven will be given to the holy people. So, Mike, are you not, are you a, a holy person of God? I would like to think so, yes. <laughs> and I, I believe by the grace of God, I'm a holy person of God. So this mm-hmm. part is trying to say that the sovereignty. The sovereignty. What does sovereignty mean? Let's 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 not let's not pretend. Let, let me not pretend to know what that word fully means. Let's Google it. Like what is sovereignty? It says here that supreme power or authority. Supreme power and or authority. Now, Tamika, are you um a member of the Supreme Court? No. <laughs> no. Are you part of the Supreme Court justice? No. Nope. Okay. Are you part of President Biden's cabinet? No. Now, so those people have the supreme power, they have authority, they have dominion, they have all those things, right? Right now. But now things that at the end of the times, those those power that they have, that power that they have. The greatness that they have, the authority that they have right now to make laws and, and, and command people to do stuff, to enforce laws, those power of all the kingdoms under heaven, all the kingdoms under heaven, it's America, there's Russia, there's Africa, there's, Africa is a continent though, it's a kingdom too, and there are lots of kingdoms in Africa, under heaven will be given to us, both of us, like you and I. Can we manage that power? <laughs> um, I would like to think he would give us the um, ability to do so if he says so. We need to start building that ability from now, from now while we are on earth. We need to start like learning how we can rule, not by lead, reading leadership books of the earth, but by being like Jesus. Because the way he will rule is not the way they are ruling right now. He will not rule with their principles. He will not rule. Jesus will not rule this world with, by going to Harvard Law School and studying political science. Jesus will not rule this world the way they are ruling now. So we do not even need to go to school to be able to be in Jesus's kingdom at the end of the world. We don't need to go to any special, do any special training. This is the only training that we need, the Bible. This is the only book we need to know. We need to know everything in the book because that is how we are going to rule the kingdom, right? Now, 
who do they elect as the president? Who do they elect as president? Let me answer the question. It's the person that knows the laws of the land, right? They elect as president the person that knows the, the U.S. Constitution, that knows what to do, that knows how to make the best decision. Now, who do you think that Jesus will elect as the president, as the vice president? Okay, Jesus is the president. He's going to be the president, right? He's going to be the head. Who will he elect as the vice president, the member of his cabinet, the minister for this, the minister for that? Would it be people that know about the, the Bible, right? Yeah. Yeah. The people that know about it. The people that know how to live a holy life, that out, the people that look exactly like Jesus. Those are the people who will hand over the kingdom of God to the holy people of God. So the question is, what, how are we spending our days on this earth before Jesus' kingdom starts? How are we spending our days on this earth? Are we spending it not necessarily cramming all the words here, but knowing the meaning of those words, knowing those principles. Are we spending our days understanding the principles of the word of God? Now, that's the question for you and I. Are we spending our days preparing ourselves to be leaders in Jesus' kingdom? Part of our, like, our, we, we, we go to our work, we do all the things we do, we we get we get married, take our children, give birth, take our children to school, plan for their future. But many of us we are not even learning the principles of God's kingdom so that we can be part of God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. So if I read it again, it says then the sovereignty and power and greatness of all the kingdoms under heaven will be given to the holy people of the most high. And his kingdom will last forever. And all rulers will serve and obey him. So Jesus is coming after this world is over to be the world leader. The only one in the whole world. He is going to be our leader. That's what's going to happen at the end of the world. Before people go to, before the sinners go to hellfire. Jesus will still rule over the whole world. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it could be. Before the great judgment, before the great white throne judgment, Jesus will still rule over the world for 1,000 years. And God will open our eyes to see how that will be. But um, this is just a preamble of what we are going to be dealing with for the next few weeks. Um, we're going to pause on the book that we used to study, and we're going to try to study the events of the end time for a few meetings. And then hopefully, if God wants us to go back to that book, whenever God wants us to go back, we will go back. But for now, we have to read the events of the end time. And... I'd like you to, now that you have started, just try your best to make some time. Even though you're working, you can just tune in and listen, you know? So make some time to be part of the meeting because this is the beginning of the beginning of the beginning of the series that we're going into. So it would be great if you don't miss any one of them. And I will also, of course, post the, the recording on YouTube and Instagram and Podrum. Mm-hmm. And I'll post them on there. But if you want to ask questions, you've got to be part of the meeting. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Pray to be nice if you come. So I would like you to write some things down if you have your notebook. It's, this, it's the end time. Like people say, say, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the world. And it's so confusing. I can't just start reading Revelations because... It's scary, right? And I don't want to just like I, I don't understand it when I read it. So this this teaching about the end time is is gonna be um intense and I pray that God will give us the wisdom on how to go about it. And there's a sequence of readings that we have to do. We'll read it step by step, and I pray that God will open our eyes 
to see the sequence. So when we read the Bible, I want to ask you, Tameka, how do you think things will happen? I don't want to be the one to tell you that um, this will come first. This will come first. The Antichrist will come first. This will come next. I don't want to tell you that. I want you to, from your understanding, and by the grace of God, the Holy Spirit will open your mind to understand the Bible. I want you to be the one to tell me. I want I want us to share our knowledge together and understand it. Yeah, I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want you to write five scriptures down on your notebook on your notebook and people that are going to watch this video i want you to also write down the five scriptures and we have we are going to read it in that order we're not like shuffling we're going to read it in that order because i i believe that this is how god this is this will help us understand what will happen at the end of this world better so yeah one the first verse um, the first scripture is Matthew, Matthew 24, verse 1 to 15. Matthew 24, verses 1 to 15. The second scripture is Daniel. Daniel 7, verse 1 to the end. Daniel 7, verse 1 to the end. And then the next scripture is um, Daniel 8. Verse 1 to the end. Daniel 8, verse 1 to the end. And then the next scripture is Revelations 13, verse 1 to the end. Revelations 13, verse 1 to the end. The fifth scripture is 2 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 to 13. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 to 13. Then the last scripture is Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, verse 16 to somewhere. Let me check. Matthew 24. Verse 16 to Forty-two. Yeah, sixteen to forty-two. Let's let's go. 42. All right. Then we will move forward afterwards. Pray that God will help us. So, um, all the we are gonna read all the scriptures. Then we will go back to the top and then start explaining them. So, what we're gonna do right now? I'm gonna read. Okay, I want you to start. You're going to read, if you're comfortable reading, you have your glasses. Uh, I don't, of course. You do? Okay. I don't, but I have um, big print, so it's fine. Okay, awesome. So I'd like to start with Matthew, then I will read Daniel. So start Matthew 24, 1 to 15. 24. And I want um, the people that, that will watch this video to follow and read along. Okay. So Matthew 24, 1 through 15? Yes. Um, it says, as Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him the various temple buildings, but he responded, do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth. They will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, tell us, when will all this happen? What sign and what sign will signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name, claiming that I am the Messiah. They will deceive many and you will hear 
of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom, but there will be many, there will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world, but all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers, and many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it, and the end will come. The day is coming when you will see that Daniel the prophet see what Daniel the prophet spoke about the sacrilegious object that comes that causes desecration standing in the holy place thank you very much we, we saw that as Jesus was leaving the temple grounds his disciples tried to talk to him so I think it would be nice if we explain the verses and yeah, explain the verses before we move to Daniel. It would help a lot. So this is uh, Matthew chapter 24. And I'm sharing my screen right now. So it says, as Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, he pointed out the, to the temple and the disciples were like, since you know all these things, tell us what will happen at the end of the world, right? What is going to signal the return and the end of the world? And Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. So many people will come and say, I am the Messiah. I'm the promised one that would come to save you, you know? Many people will come and say, I am the one to save you, and they will deceive many. So don't let anyone mislead you. Now, if we read, um, if we read another version of this, let me say King James version. Here it says that there are two interpretations to this part that says that take heed that no man deceive you, Tamika. No man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. It could either be many shall come in my name, saying that, claiming that they are the Messiah, right? If somebody comes and is, is, is doing a lot of miracles, letting fire come from heaven to consume stuff, he's doing a lot of signs and wonders, and he says, I am the Messiah. Worship me. Know that that is not true, right? That is not the Messiah. Do not be deceived. Now, it could be that they would come in my name saying I am Christ and deceive many. It could be that they would say Jesus is Christ, right? They'll come in Jesus' name and say, I am a Christian. You know, I am for Jesus. And you know what? Jesus is actually Christ, right? So many shall come in my name saying that I am, I am Jesus. They might come and say, I am Jesus. Right, that Jesus is Jesus. You understand what I'm trying to say? Do you know the second meaning, the second interpretation? The first one is that many shall come in my name and say and say that they are Christ, right? Also, many shall come in my name saying that I am truly Christ, but they are not, they are not for me, right? So the first example is like saying, I am. I'm here and I'm a pastor. I'm doing all these miracles. And I say, I am the one to save you. I am the Messiah. That is the first example. Do not be deceived. That is not true. And the second example is that I'm a pastor. I'm doing a lot of miracles. I say, Jesus is Christ, but I'm still deceiving you. So I'm saying that Jesus is Christ. I'm not saying I am Christ right now. I, I, I'm saying Jesus is Christ, but I'm still deceiving you. So false prophets can be either ways. They can be either saying they themselves are Christ, or they might be even saying 
Jesus is Christ. Jesus is the Messiah. But they are leading you astray. So you need the wisdom of God to not be deceived. So it says that, and you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. That is one sign of the end time. That is one sign of the fact that Jesus is coming. But we've been hearing of wars and rumors of wars for a long time. Like there there was the first world war. There was the second world war. You know, there there was the cold war. So that is just one war, right? But Jesus has not yet come. Okay, let's keep going. What are the signs? Because that was... that's a question that the disciples asked him like tell us what shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world and so he says first of all people will come and try to deceive you do not be deceived how can you be deceived why would you be deceived when you have jesus living in you the new life living in you when you have the holy spirit living in you and then you when you read the word of god then you would know how not to be deceived, right? So when they come, the ones that say Jesus is actually Christ and they come and they they tell you something else that is not in the word of God, then you know that this, yes, he's saying that Jesus is Christ, but he's not um, a real prophet, right? He's trying to deceive me. So reading the word of God will help you know and not be deceived. So um, it says that for nations shall rise against nations and kingdom against kingdom. So there are many wars. Even right now, there is the war between Russia and Ukraine. So this could be, oh, yeah, check. Kingdom shall rise against kingdom. Nation shall rise against nation. Check. Now it says that, and there shall be famines. Famines is when there's no food, right? Right now, there's food, right? There's food in the grocery store. There's food in the markets. However, there is no there's scarcity of baby food. So we're still looking. Is this it? Is this the end of the age? Now there is there is there's war between two countries right now. And then there is what there is famine of baby food, but not of all the food, right? Although there's news in the media that says that there will soon be famine because of the war going on in Ukraine. There might soon be famine and will not be will not have a pizza anymore because we get all the things from we used to make like the crusts of the pizza we get the the ingredients from ukraine and then we get grain from maybe russia or ukraine and since nothing is moving from there there might be scarcity of some grains and some rice or something so that is like okay yeah so um that is an example of farming, but let's just keep looking. Let's keep noting them down in our notebooks. The first thing you will see is, how do you know that Jesus will come? The first thing you see is wars, rumors of wars, nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, then farming. After farming, then you see pestilence. So pestilence is like diseases. We had COVID and we had um, there's Ebola in some parts of Africa. So pestilence, check. So when those things start happening, know that we are, we are closer to the end of the world. Then we have earthquakes. There are earthquakes in so many diverse places right now. So it looks like all these things are kind of happening. All the things in Matthew 24 verse 7 are happening right now, right? And what did Jesus say in the, in the word of God? He says that, all these are the beginning of sorrows. So all these are the beginning of sorrows. That, that's what Jesus said. This is just the beginning of the end, right? So what's nice is that then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. That's you. That's the children of God, right? And shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations. For my name's sake. Hmm. So that's what they said. That's what the Bible said. He said that they shall afflict you. Now, Tameka, you know you're a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Is anybody afflicting you right now? Um, nope. Is anybody trying to kill you? No. Okay. Is anybody, does anybody hate you because of Jesus Christ? Not that I know of, no. 
<laughs> so this part, we're still watching for this part. However, in some countries, this part is actually happening, right? So mm-hmm. in some countries like China and other countries, this is actually happening. They are killing the Christians. They are afflicting the Christians and they are hating the Christians because of Jesus. And we are not in this part, but just, just for one minute, imagine if in your country where you are, you are being afflicted. Some of you are being killed and hated because of Jesus. Will you continue to, to follow Jesus? Or would you say, uh, no, this is too much. I just can't take it. No, I can't take it anymore. I mean, just because I'm, I'm a Christian, no. I'd rather just be normal, like neutral, and avoid all this hatred and avoid all this persecution, you know? So what would you do if it were you, right? If you are in this, um, if you are in a country where they are persecuting the Christians, you don't have to answer that. But as a Christian, our stand is to what? Stand for Jesus. No matter what, even though we are being killed and we cannot stand for Jesus if we don't really love him, if we don't see why we should stand for him. If we are not born again Christians, we will not be able to what? To stand for Jesus Christ if we are not born again. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. But to speak on the famine, I actually was watching TV, um, uh, YouTube news, and it was saying that the drought has caused a lot of um, places to have famine right now. So that was one thing that kind of like stuck out to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that is, that is um, yeah, so that might be. That's a good point because we don't know what's going to happen in a few months, right? Mm-hmm. When this food stuff do- doesn't come from Ukraine, when there's um, flood, there's drought, we don't know what's going to happen. So just keep that in your notebook and say, as part of the things that would happen before the end comes. So that's mm-hmm. what will happen for the end comes. Well, how can we distinguish the end from any other time that has all these um, characteristics, all these items here. Let's keep going. So they said, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted. If we say that this is already happening in some countries, then this would say that verse seven or verse six to nine is already happening, right? Even though it's not happening in America, it's happening in some countries. So let's say that is already happening. And then we are close to the end time. Verse 10 says, and then many shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. So by seeing many people um, leaving the faith right now, I mean, if you are following the news, you can see you might have heard of many popular musicians and Christians just being offended and saying, I'm not going to be a Christian anymore because I see that this happened to me. These people treated me this way. And some shall betray one another and they shall hate one another. So we have hatred right now in, in the world. Now 11 says that many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. So as I said before, in our churches, you don't hear how can you prepare yourself for the kingdom of God. You don't hear be born again. All you hear is that, let me just try to mimic one of them. All you hear is that God's going to send down a blessing on your life right now. If only you can just sow to him, you know. They'll say, and Isaac sowed and reaped in the same year. You see all this kind of prosperity gospel where they just will not tell you about the truth about your life. The fact that you need to live a holy life. They will deceive you. So far, you are not 
trying to be like Jesus Christ, the devil is happy. So they are false prophets. They look like the they look like uh, good pastors and good prophets. In fact, 99% of what they say will be from the Bible. But these are false prophets because their God is their belly. Their God is not God. Their God is money. So when they chose between God and money, those pastors chose money. So if you see any prophet, any pastor that is choosing money before God, choosing money before telling you the truth about your sinful life, that's a false prophet. And there are so many right now in the world. So that has happened. So we can say all this has happened. Now, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. I can see this in, in the world today where sin is everywhere. In fact, it's so much that you ask yourself, like, how many Christians are left, you know? Like, when you go to social media and you just look at all the things that are happening, you're like, how many Christians are left? But glory be to God, there's so many Christians left. And although we don't see them, they're not the popular ones, they're not the celebrities and um, do not be discouraged, right? Do not let your love wax cold because of sin. So now 13 says that, but he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. So as a Christian, you need to continue reading the word of God, preparing yourself for the next kingdom because the next kingdom is the kingdom of Jesus. He is going to be the leader. He is going to be the leader of the whole world. He's, the, gonna, he's gonna be the king of all kings. And we are gonna be part of his government. We are gonna be the rulers. Just like you see the popular people, you see Kamala Harris, when she's working with Biden, she's so very proud of herself and she's raising her hands and it's like, she's just saying hi, hi and everything. We are gonna be the ones leading in Jesus's kingdom. So we have to start getting our PhD in being like Jesus. And you cannot get the PhD from schools here, earthly schools, no. You have to be in the school of Jesus Christ. Your quiet time, you have to maintain your quiet time and let Jesus teach you how to be a leader in his kingdom because his kingdom is coming. His kingdom is coming and we are gonna be the leaders. We are gonna be the celebrities. Are you ready? I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. So it says that it's the ones that the Christians, the people that endure to the end, they are the ones that shall be saved. And 14 says that, and the gospel uh, of the kingdom, and the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. So the, the, the word of God will spread. And you know that I... I the, the word of God has gone to everywhere, every, every country. There, there's no country right now that we know about that they don't know about Christianity. There's no country. I don't know if there's a person that don't, doesn't know about Christianity, but I know that this is happening. The word of God is being preached in the whole world. So the, the Bible says that, and then the end shall come. Now, everything from this verse 15 down is the end, the real end time. Something is going to happen at the end time. And so the first thing that is going to happen at the end time is everything from verse 15. And it says that when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand so this is where this portion ends and the next portion starts from daniel chapter 7 where jesus told us to go and check so jesus told us to check daniel 7 he says go check daniel 7 because that is um go check daniel 7 Okay, sorry about that. So Jesus said in, in Matthew 24, 15, go and check Daniel. Daniel has talked about what's going to happen. So we're going to stop here and go and check Daniel 
to see what will happen. But I want to do a little check-in if you understand what I've been saying so far. Yes, I am tracking with you. Okay. So the first thing is all the signs of the end time. There's going to be wars. There's going to be rumors of wars. There's going to be pestilence and pestilence. That's diseases. There's going to be earthquakes, famines, and all these things. There's going to be persecution of Christians. Yeah? And then the, some people will be angry about that. Some people will be offended. But those that are still Christians, after all this, they are the ones that will be saved. So there's going to be false prophets, right? But that is not even the end. Now, this is the end. This is how the end starts. It starts from this place. The abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Now, the question is, what is this abomination of dissolution? And how can I, like, why will I see it? Because that is what's going to happen at the end. We are going to see something called abomination of dissolution. So that's what's going to come at the end. That's the first thing on the list at the end. So in your list, you can write that. The first thing we're going to see at the very end, when the end wants to start, is called the abomination of the solution. That's the first real thing we're going to see when the end comes. Because all these other things, they happen like every, like there's sometimes there's earthquake, there's war, there's famine, there are diseases, there's always been diseases. But this first thing that we're we are, we are saying right now is abomination of the solution. What is it and how can we understand it? So by God's grace, um, next week, we're going to learn about Daniel 7, uh, next two weeks. But before then, you can read and read and read all about Daniel 7 and Daniel 8 and try to detect by the Spirit of God what this abomination of dissolution is in Daniel 7 and Daniel 8. Because Jesus himself said, go and check that abomination and dissolution because when you see it, then that's part of what will happen at the end. So we're going to read it next meeting. And please do not miss it. Just put it on your reminder, put it on your calendar that we have to understand and answer the question, what is the abomination of desolation? And I pray that God will open our eyes to see what it is. Amen. So do you have any question for now before we end this meeting? Um, I don't. I don't. Everything was really clear. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And it's really important for us to study this because God wants us to study this. Honestly, I wanted us to continue with the quest for God where we are studying um, conditions for knowing God, right? And in the end time, do you, do you believe that um, the most important thing is to actually try to know God, right? Try to know God and and follow the conditions for knowing God. And that's why I started the series by the grace of God. But it's also equally important to know what's going to happen at the end time, right? What's going to happen at the end time is important for us to know, but the most important thing is to always be ready, to get ourselves ready. Be born again. Know God. Read the word of God and try to be like Jesus. That is the best strategy you can have to prepare for the end time. And I pray that as we do both, God will help us in Jesus' name. So I'd like us to close our eyes right now and just come to God right now. God is here. The Bible says that wherever two or three people are talking about him, he is in their midst and he hears us. So I want you to ask Jesus to come to you and help you in your spiritual growth. Ask him a question. Jesus Am I ready for your kingdom? Am I ready to rule with you? Am I ready to be part of your government? If I'm not, Lord, please prepare me to be part of the government. Prepare me all the courses I need to do, all the trainings I need to go through, how I need to spend time in your presence, studying your word, reading your word, preparing myself for the position you will give me in your government, oh God. Help me to do this in Jesus' name. Help me, help my sister on the line, help people that are watching, oh God, to prepare ourselves for your kingdom. 
Prepare ourselves for your kingdom, oh God, because your kingdom will start immediately after this world is over. Your kingdom starts immediately, oh God. Your kingdom starts immediately, Lord. Please, Lord, help us, God, to be part of your kingdom first and then to um, prepare ourselves for the position that you have for us in your kingdom in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, because you have a great plan for us. We are looking forward to your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name is prayed. Amen. Everlasting Father, we thank you, God, for your love and your mercies. We thank you for your intentions for us to study this end time series, oh God. See, we did not plan to study right now, but for the fact that you have laid it in our hearts and said, and to, to make us understand the sequence and what will happen at the end of the age, we ask that you would open our eyes, oh God, to see the deeper secrets, oh God of your word and in your word, God. Help us to explain it the way that only you can explain it, God. Teach us by yourself. Help us not to add to your word or subtract from your word, but Lord, let your Holy Spirit, O Lord, illuminate our eyes, God, and help us to understand your word in the name of Jesus Christ. Help us not to miss your kingdom. Help us to be part of your kingdom, O God. Help us not to be awkward when you start reigning, O God, but help us to Help us to know how to be part of your kingdom, Lord. Prepare us, oh God. Help us to be prepared, oh God, in every way, everlasting Father. We thank you because you are good. We pray for the rest of our week as we are still on this earth, Lord, that you supply all our needs according to your riches and glory. We ask that you would bless us and answer our prayers. Help us to live above sin. Give us the grace to say no to sin, oh God. Help us to die daily and crucify our flesh, oh God. And receive the glory because you are a faithful God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God is awesome. And I thank you for joining today. And I wish you have a blessed the rest of the week. Rest of the week. Yeah. And you have, too. Have a blessed week ahead. You too. Be safe, okay? Yeah. Have you ever listened to a podcast and thought about what other listeners are saying about that episode? Have you ever thought about giving feedback and interacting with the host of a favorite podcast? Podroom is a podcast player and chatroom platform for the podcast communities. Join millions of similar podcast listeners and interact with like minds on the Podroom app. It's a social networking platform with over 750,000 audio and video podcast content. It's available on the Play Store and App Store. Download Podroom now to enjoy this episode. There is a